This is JFM Podcast. Good morning to you and thank you for staying with J101.9 FM, your favorite radio station. And the program is Let's Talk. And today is 16th of November 2020. Time check is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. right here in our studio. It is a brand new week. It's a Monday. And let's not forget how Monday sets the tone for the week. Uh, now, a lot has been going on in the news uh, from the weekend till now. Now, uh, we have seen so much happening, the end, SARS, the aftermath, and all that's been rolling and coming up concerning that. Uh, we will be taking a look at all of that this morning, looking at national security as well, and the, the, the rate of the rising food crisis in the country. And uh, we will be analyzing some military issues, the Lekki shootings, the de-radicalization and reintegration of Boko Haram, and we'll get all your reactions uh, to all of this. Now, uh, a lot of petitions have been received, even here in Plateau State, the Plateau State Judicial Panel of Inquiry investigation police brutality and other related killings in the state. Uh, the registrar of the panel, Mark Malam, confirmed the figure while speaking with JFM, and that was just last Thursday. He said that most of the petitions were received after the inaugural sitting of the panel and the registrar also confirmed that the planned hearing of the petition scheduled to commence on November 16, 2020, which is today, remained and we'll be looking forward to all of the updates that will be coming out concerning this and still other issues to touch on. Uh, the Lagos State Government also has been dragged before a federal high court by two lawyers asking that the Judicial Panel of Inquiry and restitution for victims of SARS-related abuses be disbanded. The plaintiffs in the case, Adekunle Augustine and Simeon Akogu, prayed the court to disband the panel on the ground that the Lagos State Governor, Babajide Songwolu, being a party in the matter, did not exercise his power in the public interest by setting up the panel. The plaintiffs are praying the court to make a declaration that the Lagos State Governor, being a part, a party, cannot set up a panel to investigate itself and the outcome of the panel will be in favor of the state. The plaintiffs averred that he who plays the piper, who, he who pays the piper, I beg your pardon, dictates the tune. Apart from the judicial panel of inquiry, other defendants in the suit are the governor of Lagos State, chairman of the panel, the attorney general of the state, who are first, third and fourth de defendants respectively. Ah, well, we'll get to know your thoughts on all of this and more. In Plato State, again, we saw the youth under the ages of G7 uh, who addressed the press conference uh, that was last week. They said it was unfortunate that uh, instead of focusing on how to address the problems of insecurity, poverty, and all the challenges confusing uh, the people uh, of the North, La Longled Northern Governors Forum, uh, had continued to dissipate energy on non-essentials, including social media regulation in the country. Now, the youths took turns to condemn the recent meeting by Northern Governors with other stakeholders in Kaduna, uh, where they expressed support for social media bill currently before the National Assembly. They noted that what the people of the North needed was good governance from their governors. Much to talk about this morning. Uh, starting still with the regulation, the federal government, uh, starting with the NSAS and all that came with it, the NSAS government has been and is clamping down on NSAS protesters, charging prominent supporters of financing 
terrorism, thereby freezing accounts, arresting orders, seizing their passports. Uh, uh, there was also one uh, tragic development that is uh, the, the human rights awareness as contained in the 1999 Constitution. We need to continue to bring uh, the rights of people to the fore no matter what. Now we're also looking at national security and we're also trying to find solutions to all of these things. Uh, we also saw last week the United Arab Emirates, a federal high court in Abu Dhabi, convicted over six Nigerians over alleged funding of Boko Haram terrorist group. And according to the report uh, by the Daily Trust, court documents show that between 2015 and 2016, the six convicts were allegedly involved in cash transfers totaling $782,000 to the terrorist group. And uh, out of the two out of the ex-convicts were sentenced to life imprisonment, others to 10 years. Now Nigerians have expressed outrage with many expressing disappointment with the Nigerian security force. Six Nigerians bypassed, they say, the freezing eyes of the CBN's uh, governor, Godwin Emefiele, escaped the prying eyes of the Eagle EFCC, walked past the Nigerian army and the NSA, and moved in about $8,000 to fund uh, Shekau's book Haram and many are saying the Nigerian government is not aware. To discuss this more this morning, to throw some more light, we have Mr. Extravagant Malubi this morning right here in the studio with us. Thank you for joining us. Well, Zoe, permit me to first of all say good morning to you and well done to you for the good work you're doing, keeping the fire burning, the flag flying despite the uh, Challenges we have around us, so enormous, and also good morning to our listeners and good morning to uh, the staff and management of uh, GFM. You have uh, been in the forefront in um, entertaining people on the plateau and beyond, if informing the people of plateau and beyond, and also educating the people of plateau and beyond. I am Extravagant Malobi from Center for Dialogue, an enabling environment for sustainability advocacy. Thank you so much and you're welcome. Thank you Mr. Malobi. So what is your reaction to all of this news that's going on uh, especially when we begin to look at what happened with the six Nigerians arrested in Dubai, in Abu Dhabi? Well, I like I always say um, you can't build something on nothing and you don't expect to get something working when you have not made efforts or established uh, uh, circumstances and enabling environment for that to thrive. What I'm trying to say in essence is that um, in the UAE, for instance, you, you can see that uh, they are up and doing as far as uh, monitoring uh, financial transactions uh, into their country and outside their country. And I believe strongly as a result of that, they were able to, to trace some of those uh, shady, illegal uh, transactions or transfers from some Nigerians and UAE to to finance the activity of uh, the dreaded Boko Haram uh, terrorists here in this country. Then it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call, I must say, because if such monies were actually wired for from the UAE, and I believe strongly that it was not a one-off thing, it was something that was done uh, at different times, and it can your guess is as good as mine that up till on this moment, 
uh, we do not have the federal government coming out with an emphatic statement about that. And to educate our listeners this morning, uh, it may interest you to note that uh, the case over these six Nigerians uh, who were sponsoring activities of Boko Haram uh, through their funding has been on for over two years in the UAE. And um, I, I believe strongly, thanks to in such, daily, in such a short time. Yes, thanks to Daily Trust newspaper and their uh, for investigative journalism, who were able to uh, do an underground work and uh, furnished us with some certain information that we are talking about, with which we are talking about the matter today. And um, what actually amazes me too is um, the, the the way and manner. Uh, those managing our affairs, our leaders, are uh, yet to make a strong statement over that. And um, I have it on good authority that there were some underground moves to see if these uh, six Nigerians could be uh, brought into our country so that they wouldn't uh, serve their jail term over there in the UAE. Mm. But you and I know what happens to such cases mm. in Nigeria. So many cases like that have been swept under the carpet, like the issue of Wadume, we are yet to know anything about it. The issue of uh, Kabiru, Kabiru Sokoto, uh, who allegedly masterminded the bombing of uh, Madala area in Abuja, we are yet to know about it. The Evans, the Kimpin, who did his kidnapping and uh, collected his uh, lajis in uh, dollars, uh, we, uh, we are left in the dark over that, and so many, so on and so forth. So I believe that people like us uh, are, are, are glad in the sense that that's a, a, a same climb where criminality is not accommodated, tolerated, swept under the carpet, rather is punished. And until we begin to punish crime and begin to nip situations in the board, I don't think we will have any glorious song to sing as far as this country is concerned. All right, uh, Mr. Chizoba Nabugu, also from, from the Center for Dialogue and Enabling Environment for Sustainability Advocacy, has also joined us. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Chizoba. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning to you and welcome. Now, I was still looking at, at the NSAR's aftermath. We also saw uh, last week AGF Malami had also said that there is no evidence to prosecute 35 erring SARS officers who were indicted by the presidential panel of inquiry on NSAS. And here we are again today, seeing that the UAE has convicted six Nigerians for, for, for wiring 782,000 to Boko Haram. What is your reaction to this? Well, uh, my reaction is uh, to the effect that uh, the real owners of power and authority in the land have realized that the people they sent forth to um, take care of uh, issues in the nation are not ready, they are not doing anything, and I think that was what gave rise to the NSAS um, uh, campaign. Now that the people have taken over power, have taken over authority, and now want to direct the affairs of the nation by making their leaders accountable, I expect that the leader, those in leadership should have realized that they have failed and then begin to listen to the people. Because most of the things they don't know, most of the things they claim are not happening, is real that they are happening. And those who are feeling it have stepped out. The Malami would ask himself, any comment I made now, is it really necessary? Does he hold water? How does people assess what I say? If they do this kind of self-assessment, they will realize that Nigerians are no longer listening to them. 
and they are doing it in a way and manner that they are not calling uh, for mutiny. They are not uh, calling people to the streets so that there will be crisis. They have done it in a way and manner that every sensible person in the land have, um, uh, have praised them. It has also shown that we have a lot of capacity. With what has happened, Malami should be asking himself, am I really fit to be in this office? Without government support, without instrument and machinery of office, look at how young people were able to coordinate themselves steadily for consistent number of days before failure of the authorities to guide and protect these people who were doing and marshalling activities that are likely, in fact not likely, that has taken Nigeria to a certain level. If not the inadequacies of our leaders, I can tell you that after that uh, activity of NSAS, Nigerian would have been heading somewhere. Yeah. I want to say that nations, looking at what was happening in Nigeria for that 12 days, already were afraid that Nigeria has uh, taken a step of dominating the world. Okay. If Malami, to date, still discusses in the way and manner of leaders of the past, it is because he has no capacity to join or match with the uh, movers of the nation presently. All right. Uh, and well, adding to that, uh, I'd like to lift a quote from uh, a man I love and respect so much, Brian Tracy, uh, who once made a statement, and I quote, he said, leaders think and talk about the solutions, while followers think and talk about the problems. Um, I want to remind the likes of uh, Malami and those who are handling the affairs of this country that the greatest asset of any nation is the people. And that is why uh, sensitive, uh, legitimate leaders of any country goes out of their way to ensuring that um, the enabling environment are created for the society to thrive. In area of education, people are educated. In area of um, um, uh, uh, health, so that people are healthy, in area of security, so that people can sleep with their two eyes closed and being able to add value to the nation. But unfortunately, uh, if you ask me if our leaders actually learned anything from the NSAS movement, from the way they are talking, I think my submission is that no, they haven't learned anything. I, would, I was saying on a platform such as this sometimes back that if COVID-19 left us the way it met us, we are doomed forever. And uh, while it appears that we COVID-19 uh, was leaving us the way it met us, the NSAS protests actually took it from there to further drive the message home into the, 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 the fabrics of our leaders. But unfortunately, it appears that NSAS protests is still leaving us the way it met us. Then the question is, is there hope? That's the All question. Right. Yeah, I think there is hope because uh, the real owners of authority mm -hmm. has taken over. And from the way our leaders are responding, it is very obvious that they knew that these things are happening. They never want to do anything about it. They are surprised that the people are bringing it out. And they are finding it difficult to go in line with the way the people are going. Anybody who is defending any leader in the land is because that person has been part of those activities that have been going underground. Nigerians right. have cried over, hmm. the, uh, over the years, over the months, over the years. These leaders are aware. They continuously tell us that they are not aware it is happening. Now it has thrown to the open. Has he changed the argument? Hmm. 
All right, we saw uh, just yesterday more reveals. The commander of the 81 Military Intelligence Brigade, Victoria Island, Lagos, Brigadier General Ahmed Taiwo, uh, said on uh, that the Chief of Army Staff, Lieutenant General Tukur Buratai, ordered the deployment of soldiers undergoing training at military schools for the Lekki exercise due to the shortage of troops. This was part of the revelations at the ongoing Lagos State Judicial Panel of Inquiry probing the alleged shooting of an armed NSAS protesters by soldiers on the night of October 20 at the Lekki toll gate, I beg your pardon. Now, the soldiers were deployed to enforce the curfew imposed on the state by the governor, Babajide Songwonlu. Let's get to hear now from the Brigadier General Ahmed Taiwo. Let's take a listen. The army was unhappy that he said he did not ask the army to intervene. But I'm sure after we've watched everything, we saw he had more than reasonable grounds to ask the army to intervene. Perhaps it was the way everything went that made him say so. That afternoon, he had called chief of army staff and the GOC. After asking the commander 9 brigade to intervene, the Commander 9 Brigade could not intervene because the procedure was not followed. Thank you for staying with us. The program is Let's Talk on J101.9 FM, still looking at the aftermath of end SARS. You just heard uh, the sound bites of the Brigadier General Ahmed Taiwo and what he had to say concerning the shootings in Lekki or their involvement. A lot of reactions concerning this. What is your take? Um, for me, uh, the issue is ongoing. Um, there are things for now we call regulation. I should expect that we all monitor it, knowing the kind of assignment that is on. At the end of the assignment, we would have heard uh, what is coming from the panel, what other Nigerians have said, and by that time we would be in a position to speak. Anything we say now, of course, you will know the effect on such a situation. Mm. Well, uh, but also, I think what is uh, worrisome to people like us and for some of us who stand uh, for the masses and with the masses is the conflicting reports uh, that uh, emanated from the military and also from the governor of uh, Lagos State. Uh, you, can, you could remember that on the uh, October 20th, the army denied reports that soldiers were at the Lekki uh, toll gate uh, through its official Twitter handle and then uh, it made denial six times on that Twitter handle asking people to beware of fake news. And also on the 22nd of October, the governor said he was not aware of the person who instructed the military to be at the toll gate. And then taking it further, a few days later, the governor came out to say, well, uh, it was because by then, I mean, we are saying we were not the ones there. They went uh, the extra mile, made concerted efforts to tell Nigerians that that was fake news. When the governor came out to say it was actually the real Nigerian army that were there at Tollgate, then the army made a U-turn to say, yes, Mr. Governor, you directed, you called us into this whole thing. Now, the question is, does the, does the governor, civilian governor, has the powers to command the militaries to come out of their barracks? Mm. So a lot of startling revelation. And it can also uh, interest our listeners to, to, to know that just a day or two after that incident, the governor, uh, Samuel, came out to say that nobody, no casualty, nobody died. Uh, 
Then a two. day or two later, he came out to say he has confirmed two people died. You see, when we are talking about fake news and trying to ban social media, mm. I think the government, first of all, the, those who run government and government agencies, you first of all look inwards because what makes news authentic is the source. But when the, the custodian of people's trust is coming out to speak from both sides of their mouth, then people will begin to believe whatever that comes from any quarter. Hmm. Because if the information in the first instance is credible from the credible source, then people will ignore whatever that is flying from any other corner. But when you are the one giving the fake news yourself, then what do you want us to believe? Then people will be left with, uh, with nothing but to believe uh, whatever, is, uh, whatever is coming from any other angle. Um, so I think um, some of these things will be much more interesting as we move on. Remember, there are is already a panel ongoing. Indeed, there I is. All these issues will be before them. Mm. They will speak to Nigerians. They are capable people that have been selected. And to do this kind of assignment is the reason they trained and developed themselves and rose to the level they were before they are called for this assignment. It is after this we will not be able to know where the fake news is coming, who is the originator of fake news, and who is the master of fake news. For now, somebody has said, or a group of people, this is fake news. But what, what is before Nigerians? We are likely to know who these, uh, 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 the group that spreads um, fake news are. Mm. Well, there's still a case in Lagos where the Lagos state government has been dragged to court by a federal high court by two lawyers asking that the judicial panel of inquiry and restitution for victims of SARS-related abuse be disbanded. And their case is that uh, these people are all part of their party. They are in it. So can they judge themselves? Well, um, whether they judge themselves or not, most of this information are in the public domain. Mm. What they say about it. Remember, it is always an issue of with the evidence before me. That is what they will rely on. Most of these evidences are coming before them, and it is expected that they will use it. If they don't, there is already what people know about them. Nigeria is not far from all of us. The thing we is, with, with what we're seeing on ground, the statements, backtracking on the statement, there's already trust deficit, and many people are already feeling like at the end of it, they're not going to get that justice that they've been hoping for. Remember, as, as I said. We have started from the beginning. When you make statements, you go back. I mean, there's already inconsistencies. They are doing it, and Nigerians are watching. watching. And I've already said the real owners of power have stepped in to direct things. Their activities will determine how Nigerians will follow developments in the country. And at the end of the day, it will be obvious who have been misdirecting activities and who the real culprits against the Nigerian nations are. Hmm. All right, now let's look at uh, defense now, and let's also look at some lessons. Uh, when you look at what happened with the NSARS now, what is your fear? What are the lessons to learn, especially as it was that it's the politicians or government officials uh, that got the, first, the brunt of it when the hoodlums took over? Well, I think uh, if I might come in into this, a lot of lessons to learn from uh, the NSARS protest and after, after March of the entire saga. Number one is that um, our real leaders, uh, a strong message has been sent. Number one message is that uh, sovereignty lies with the people. Power belongs to the people. Power belongs to the people. The power to hire and fire actually belongs to the people. It's just that um, some institutions uh, are still 
um, a kind of dancing to the body language of uh, those in authority. But the entire scenario that played out in the first instance, uh, I used to, I remember on this platform I had um, uh, said repeatedly that Nigerian society is docile, that I, I never saw, I, 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 I don't think Nigerian society will ever try to go to the streets and then protest against uh, bad governance and uh, unpleasant situation. But I was proven wrong by the youths of this country who decided to take their destiny in their own hands, owing to the fact that um, some of them, I must say this, that some of them left school, the university, graduated four years, five years, six years ago, and there, is, there's no, there seems not to be any light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You can imagine the pains that the you, you went, you went the through the pains of uh, educating, funding the education of your, of, of, your, of your son or daughter, and then watch him or her go through the secondary, then university, coming back, instead of living out life for himself, coming back to still... Uh, be depending on you for, for livelihood. So those were the pains in the mind and in the hearts of these young people. That's number one lesson. Number two lesson is that you, um, just like my brother earlier mentioned, that uh, the NSAS protesters were oddly, they were oddly, their message was, were very clear, very, very clear, until we, be, we started seeing those who didn't like the protesters for obvious reasons, Malo, attacking the protesters. You Do you think that government should differentiate between the early protesters and when the hoodlums took over? Because now that we're seeing accounts being frozen, people are being arrested, passports are being seized. Is there some blurry line? Is it really difficult to, to, to differentiate between these two? Anybody getting himself confused about the hoodlums and the, com uh, and the, uh, the NSAS protesters is just trying to be mischievous. Because for 12 days, the protest went on. And then these same protesters, what, they are, what, what was one of their, uh, their, their requests? One, reform the police. Two, improve the police welfare. And uh, after each pro protest, they, they have a group of young people who also cleaned up the environment. We also saw from the pictures those who brought refreshment, food, and water to them. And they were not discriminate. They were also extending those gestures to the so police, is it, is it to the security. That it is those who brought the food and water, or who sponsored the food and the water, because I mean, some people were saying they were eating so good, they were having barbecues as though they. Should we not. saw them now <laughs> dancing and enjoying themselves, catching Beautiful. phone, but driving home their message. So, so was it? Oh. Oh my well, goodness. The, the statistics are saying different now. The onion sellers are the new. I mean, you, you, you just struck a chord deep inside of mm. me. Talking about lessons to be learned, the greatest lesson is the fact that Nigerians have taken over. The next lesson is the fact that our leaders have shown that they were not ready. They were not thinking of taking Nigeria anywhere. They don't have any program for the masses. All these activities that they are showing now is revealing what is deep inside the amount about the Nigerian nation. They never expected that anybody can call attention to the fact that it will be so glaring that there is nothing they are doing. Instead of inviting those people to see their blueprint, I won't believe that a group of people who sat 
to do the kind of demonstration of 12 days without any problem have something that they can give to the government as a blueprint. Up to now, there is nothing showing that there is going to be any interface between them and these people to have them make input in the way Nigeria is run. Up to now, we are yet to see um, the MAMSA, um, National Orientation Agency drafted in. It has been the minister who is speaking. The way it is with all that has happened, is it not glaring that the minister is too old to follow what is happening in the nation? And if he's too old and he's not doing anything, is it possible that before he ends any statement, there are a multitude of issues that he's not addressing? Right. Season account of Nigerians. More reactions okay. continue to pour in. Uh, NSAS, U.S.-based professors urge Biden to sanction Nigerian officials implicated in attack on protesters. That is coming. And also NSAS, listen to the youths uh, make changes, uh, can urges Nigerians. Let's hear from Pastor Tunde Bakari. Actions recently taken by the government on the heels of the NSAS protest may need to be reversed sooner rather than later in our collective best interest so that they do not trigger further protests. Among such policy actions is the freezing of the accounts of young Nigerians who reportedly sponsored the protests. While I admit that under our extant laws, banks may freeze an account upon an expert order granted to a law enforcement agency by a court of competent jurisdiction for the purpose of investigation, these provisions of our law should not be used to intimidate Nigerian youths simply because they engage in and promote protests against the inactions of government. Thank you for staying with us. You just heard the sound bites of Pastor Tunde Bakare. The show is Let's Talk. We're still looking at the, the aftermath of the NSAS protest. And we're asking you this morning as we open the phone lines in a minute, introduce yourself and address your concern for the day. This administration came on the mantra of change. Are you satisfied with the change? Some say the kleptocrats have formed a majority. Are you feeling the impact and the implementation? And how do you rate those charged with implementing government's laudable plans. Let's talk this morning. Hello and good morning to you. Good morning, Zoe Machunga. Emeka, I'm calling you from Good to hear from good you, morning, Emeka. It's been a while. Uh, good morning to my friends in the studio. Good, good morning. Well, well, you can't take the fact that whether you like it or not, the government is failed to address the issues that are currently passing through. It will also come back to haunt them. And it's sad. Look at Central Bank, uh, the, the man is supposed to, that is a missile is supposed to go to the National Assembly to, to go and discuss about why he, he feels, why the Central Bank did not, uh, uh, what, uh, remit a particular amount of money. And this is the same man that have the boldness to do what? To uh, close some people's accounts, or in the name of supporting uh, NSAS. So that is going to tell you that Nigerians to wise up. I mean... We have a big problem in this country, whether you like it or not. The country to tell us to give Nigerian names of people sponsoring Boko Haram. And in this same country, we've never brought out one name of anybody sponsoring Boko Haram. But instead, what do we do? The repentant Boko Haram, we show for the uniform and uh, train them. Why those people who are not, who graduate, do not have a job, end up looking for a job. Well, I just hope and pray we get it from there. And uh, lastly, I want to say this. 
education is very important, just like Nelson Mandela has said. And it's unfortunate that a group of people have not gotten that education until they do. If they get it the way other people have gotten it, let me tell you something, Matunga, this country will be a great country. That's my tip. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Emekaima. It's good to hear from you after a while. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning to our guests. Uh, this is Nenche calling from Tudungwada. Good morning. All right, Mr. Nenche, let's talk. See, uh, those, those that went for protests in Mexico uh, Gate, mm. they are not about They went for peaceful protests and the soldiers went ahead and started shooting them. You see, uh, soldiers are meant to, to protect your life and property. But they now went ahead and started shooting innocent people. Uh, what is happening in this country? Only it's only God that's aware of it. Well, you can help yourself as well by keeping yourself see, informed. Uh, let me tell you something. It's so that so that are meant to protect people, and they now went ahead and uh, shooting people. Now, if you have a problem, now that means you cannot run to a, a soldier man to protect you. Uh, Thank you so much, Mr. NHR. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Kumar. I'm calling from TJ. Welcome, Mr. Sadiq. Go ahead. Yes, I want to comment about the Baran Dalogia and his last Thank you, Sadiq. This is the first that is happening actually for me. We have passed a lot of message to the uh, lesson to the government now and the politicians. But the government do not learn lesson seeing the action after the issue of the FS. You do not see any action that have happened. For example, if you come recently, we heard that uh, police operation and uh, uh, have killed two people now. Mm-hmm. This shows that it's not the issue of police we are talking about the maltreation of the old general police. So you see that you said that I don't that take action. The so police will not just go and shoot innocent citizens just on for because of an arrest. So that's to say that the government has to uh, take the issue of uh that is very, very important. That's what I want to say. Thank you All very right, Sadiq, Sadiq, before you go, are you there? Yes, I'm All right, you saw what we saw the news on what happened in Kano. What is your reaction to that? Because the northern governors have said that uh, we do not need, uh, they don't want SARS to be banned. I mean, outrage as police raid T Sport and kill two youths in Kano. I mean, this is all about the youths, and still the youths are being gone down. Yes, yes. for example, now the, gov- the northern governor forum did to say that they are not because they just said their opinion, they did not share the opinion of the city. And also, this will also have a lesson to the northern people, because the northern people now could have collaborated to protest this issue of enters and collaborate in Kano also, because seeing that the people of Kano did not make an action mm-hmm. or did not give a full support on the issue of enters, you see this will have happened. I don't think they have their own process like doing that in the this will have not happened. The other police could have been very, very civil to death. It's very, very unfortunate. Thank you so much, Sadiq. Good to hear from you. And the last call we'll be taking for now. Hello and good morning. Yeah, good morning, my presenter, please. Good, good morning. Good to have you. Yeah, but I've got to know them. I'm Mr. Lucky from Bukulokos. Good morning, Mr. Lucky. Let me say good morning to my friends. 
Yes, I was talking with this about those six Nigerians who know the region they come from. They were arrested and persecuted in uh, uh, Dubai. Let's be frank and sincere. If left this government, they will put on the carpet. Thank God those people apprehended outside the country. They don't read, they don't pocket terrorism. My idea and my suggestion is that ICC should come to this matter. I mean, the International Criminal Court. They should just act and investigate these six guys. Who are they sending this money to in Nigeria? And who are they sponsoring these people for the past 10 years? Because for the past 10 years, this has existed in this country. The government have not even explained to us who are the sponsors of these people. You need to see the kind of machines, the kind of vehicles these people are using. Mm. And the, do you know that in Bono many young boys are getting Boko Haram because it's another way of getting money. Because they are, they are heavy paid. So there must be, if you don't want to follow the tourism in Nigeria, there must, we must pick up the sponsors. So they left to this country, to the government of the day, they will not fish out these people. And because if we ask the government to investigate, if the officers are involved, they will copy it. They will not even expose it to our appeal to the ICC to investigate this border and fish us wherever. Thank you so much. We appreciate your input this morning. All right, let's get back to the discussion. Gentlemen, what is your reaction to all of the responses from our callers? Well, um, if I'm to start, I think uh, number one, uh, reacting to the killings in Kano, uh, as police uh, raided uh, a tea spot and uh, two youths killed. Uh, until we, we go back to listen to the demands of these young people and answers uh, protesters number one is to reform the police our police need to be civil in fact a friend told me a story one of my mothers in the lord how she was stranded in the, in the in the in europe under a very cold weather mm. and because she missed her flight and it was a police who accosted her and then pick up her identity took her in, went to a hotel, checked her in. Hmm. And then the next morning, came and picked her and brought her back to the airport to catch her flight. I mean, it sounds more like something that happened in heaven. I also shared uh, my personal experience. If years ago, in the 80s, when I came back uh, from a journey and then uh, was trekking back home, policemen accosted me around Unity area, Unity Junction area of... Uh, of, of Joss, hmm. just before I and asked me where I was going and I told them, they asked me in I jumped into their vehicle they drove straight to uh, the, uh, my, 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 my compound and said knock until someone came out before we, they left and that was what happened, so what went wrong, what went wrong how could police, we would say that's a unique experience, yes I mean that happened in the past hmm. In the 80s. Okay. So just opposing it with my, the experience my mother and the Lord had uh, in, in Europe, mm. that is what it's supposed to be. But how come that the police holding a, a gun bought with taxpayers' money to protect the citizens are the ones killing the people? Now, let's not take it away from the reality of life. Is that what you sow is what you reap. Like Sadiq Omar mentioned, when the NSAS protest was ongoing, we saw pro uh, protesters also in Kano. 
who came out, protested, and was uh, addressed by the governor of Kano State. Uh, what we are there saying that they, they ends, uh, the SARS were good, that they want SARS. Yeah, it was in its public domain. They want it they, is. they said they want SARS. That whatever anybody is saying on the other side is they are not part of it. So what I'm trying to say, until we get to that point, when we know that an injustice to one Nigerian is an injustice to all. Mm. And then to what Mr. Lucky mentioned, those who wired money from the United Arab Emirates, I thought that Nigerians. Yeah, Nigerians, Nigerian government, I had thought that they would have been spending more time to fish out who were the recipients of this money into mm. which account, who actually operated this account. Can we now investigate it down to tracing who collects, who operates this account, and where do they live? By so doing, we will now uh, show Nigerians that actually we are serious. Yes, indeed. All right, Mr. Chizoba, what is your take on the de-radicalization and reintegration of Boko Haram? And yet we have so many unemployed, underemployed youths in Nigeria. If we are talking about uh, de-radicalization, should it not be our leaders that should be de-radicalized? Oftentimes, they want to throw our attention to what does not exist. Uh, one, does the army have the kind of authority and power? When they come out to say these people have been de-radicalized, when the army arrests, are those people supposed to be with them? What is the function of our um, judiciary? Has these people passed through the appropriate people that are supposed to go through these people and make statements on it? You are the one who is arresting. You are the one who is telling us that they have been uh, radicalized. At the same time, Nigerians are saying that we don't trust the activities of these security agents. If you are the one who is telling Nigerians, are you indirectly proving to Nigerians that their suspicion is right? If truly we want to de-radicalize, if we want to reintegrate, shouldn't there be a process? Is it not defined? Is it not clear in our laws? When somebody is, for any reason, ensuring that the other parties that are supposed to play a role are not coming in, is there not something hidden? If this is the way we are going, it is obvious that our leaders has a plan, and their plan is to ensure that the Average Nigerian masses are kept on the ground, do not have anything to better their life. Boko Haram, we've seen the number of people on daily basis, they say they kill. The authorities have proven this. If these things are clear, if these things are true, is this supposed to be the information they are giving us? Even when they are telling us how they are losing their members, how they are losing their officers, these officers are parents, they are fathers their uncles, their relations of somebody. We are hearing how some of them are thrown out from the barracks where they are supposed to be. Some of them, they are not even told that they've lost their dear ones. But what they are hearing is that people have been reintegrated. For now, the issue is not whether they should be reintegrated or not. But the right thing should be done. If it goes to the appropriate authority, and this is what is coming from them, who am I? But when the right things are done, 
uh, when the wrong things are going on, it is not a time for us to look at it. Let the army do their part. Hand these people over to where they are supposed to be and let those ones be the ones that are talking to Nigerians. All right, let's, uh, from the chairman of the Senate Committee on Army, that is Ali Ndume, has again reiterated that he disagrees with the federal government's move to rehabilitate and reintegrate repentant Boko Haram members. His position, uh, which was the same as that of the committee, was made known on uh, that was last week, uh, the closed-door budget defense session with the Nigerian army. And Ndome has always been of the opinion that de-radicalizing de ex-Boko Haram members is a misplacement of priority, stressed that the federal government cannot be resettling and pampering former terrorists while the country is still at war. He said, I am in disagreement with the government concerning uh, this move. But let's leave it right there this morning. Let's well, move. Well, I think uh, I listened to uh, Alin Dume, Senator Alin Dume, yesterday on Channel's television, um, on uh, politics, Sunday politics, and I think uh, I won't agree less with him. Honestly speaking, when people who feel seats, people who are feeling it when they are talking, you should listen to them. It's like listening to Governor Zulum of uh, Boronu State. Do you know that uh, Senator Alin Dume emphatically made a statement, he said, that those displaced by the Boko Haram are still living in um, uh, uh, IDPs. They are not they living under a very harsh condition. Let's not forget under the inhuman, attack that yeah. was carried out by a repentant, a so-called repentant so Boko Haram. So if the aggressors are being re-radicalized, uh, uh, whichever way you may... De-radicalized uh, yes, reintegrated. Whichever way you want to put it, and then those who are victims of their uh, uh, devilish, wicked actions are left uh, unattended to. Then it asks you, uh, we begin to ask a question. Number one, I want to say this, that you get to know what a man values by looking at what he's ready to sponsor. Mm. You get to know what a man values, where his interest lies, by looking at what he is gathering and what he's protecting. If the interest of the Nigerian state is on the masses to protect the masses. I think I need to ask them to, re, uh, to retrogress their step by looking at these displaced persons, paying attention to them, and then bringing to justice those who, those who perpetrated this crime, like uh, Mr. Chisobail earlier said. We have uh, a judiciary system. We also have uh, prisons that there has become correctional centers. If anybody wants to correct these people, Take them to the courts. Take them to the correctional centers. Let them serve out their jail term and be corrected before you uh, integrate so them back to the society. is our correctional facility unable to do the job, which is to correct the criminals? I mean, yeah. why would the government decide to do this work? As we speak, we have people in correctional centers. So what, make them different? what makes the offense different? from the offenses committed by the Boko Haram, by, by Boko Haram and the, 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 the rest, bandits right. and all that terrorists. Sorry to cut you short. Mr. Chizova, let's now look at this issue of resignations allegedly rejected by the police high command. Uh, they say the morale of the police is low. We're in the ember months, and we know what happens at this time of the year. A lot of criminal activities take place. I was a victim of that just last year. Uh, so what would be the solution to this at this time? Many are saying uh, the, the police force needs leadership, and they're expecting the IGP, Mohammed Adamu, to rise up to the occasion. What is your reaction to this? See, people should stop threatening Nigerians. 
the police want to do this. Look, it's the ends. going as far as saying if you want uh, the police off the streets, you better be friends with the criminals. Whatever our leaders are doing is to threaten Nigerians. The demand of the NSAS, they were not against the police. The actions were very clear. These people were not speaking in parables. They stated their demand. Care, uh, taking care of the police is paramount in those demands. If the authorities are not ready to work with Nigerians to ensure that the police do their work, they rather tell Nigerians. Telling us that um, the police, they want to go and start, they don't want to come on the street, List, go and listen to the police. Make it a duty. Set out to discuss with 200 policemen. Don't select. You will see that more than 85 to 90% of them were in support of the activities of NSAS. We are seeing a system that, usurp, that is focusing attention on usurpation of powers. The National Orientation Agency in the last how many years has been set to the background. This is where we have capable people. We've said the Nigerian, uh, former Nigerian prisons is now um, correctional and custodial centers. We are not integrating them, and we are just hearing an announcement about integrating and the, uh, the radicalizing people. What is the essence of having these authorities, of having these institutions, and not using them? Why would it be few people that are making this statement? Why can't we hear from large number of policemen, now that they want to tell us what the police is doing? Let us not see if the uh, decision and the uh, mandate that the police will be given to Nigerians will not be that they remain in the street until issues concerning them are redressed. All right, let's look at another issue. Let's leave insecurity and uh, the way forward back. Now let's move and look at the normal standard of leaving Nigerians from all walks of life have expressed their anger, their frustration at the rate at which prices of foodstuffs have increased recently in the market with some food items like onions increased by as much as 100%. Now the increase in these food prices were attributed to many factors such as increase in petrol, in petrol as a fuel pump price, impact of COVID-19, sharp fall of the value of the country's currency, the government's economic policies, and all of that. What is your reaction to this? Well, well, uh, because I'm actually from the masses, no COVID-19 actually affected us adversely. And unfortunately, um, we are yet to come out of uh, COVID-19. We saw increase in uh, electricity tariff. We saw increase in the fuel pump price. And while labor were trying to make noise about it, because to me, that was noise. They never achieved any of those things because if electricity tariff is back, uh, fuel pump price, not only that uh, what they were making noise about remained, we have seen further increment in that. So what that tells you, the moment you touch electricity power, you touch uh, uh, petroleum products, every other thing goes up because our economy is hinged on power and, um, and uh, uh, fuel petroleum yes, products. Chisoba, we saw the deregulation of the price of petrol products as far as crude is concerned. And I was still seeing, uh, some are saying that, uh, is, should there have been any other possible alternative that government should have used besides the regulation? And the price of crude declined, and we didn't see reduction in the price of petrol. It's undulating. So is the template working? See, there is increase in misrule. Since there is increase in misrule, whatever thing they are touching is not working. And those things are never focused on bettering the 
condition of Nigerians until our leaders realize that the people have re uh, are now working on the fact that all they are using as their template is not working. They will not do anything good. Whether you increase um, fuel, whether you increase the electricity tariff or the prices of uh, um, uh, food and cash crops in the market, the fact remains that things are not working. And all the promises, all Nigerians have been told that there has been agriculture going on. It is very glaring that there is nothing happening. And we couldn't have expected that things are happening when people are hacked down in the, um, um, the farms. What we have now is not enough to circulate. The leadership must understand and work with Nigerians. Allow Nigerians to dictate why they key in because those who feel it are those who are talking. All right. So what do you say to uh, the teeming Nigerians out there uh, who are saying, okay, uh, these prices are up, our salary, there's so much increment, but our salary remains the same. I mean, what do you say to them at this time? Okay. Well, keep hope alive. Honestly speaking, I am one of the persons who, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm not expecting anything better from this present government. They have actually uh, fixed every, every foot wrong to the game. Life is governed by principles and policies. Mm. Uh, quality of your input determines your output. You can't, you throw anything up, it comes down. You, you neglect your responsibilities, uh, the, the, the consequences hit you on the face. So uh, my advice is Nigerians, please, whatever you need to do to keep uh, hope alive, looking forward that 2023, let's participate, let's not stay aloof, Let's get everything. If you don't have voters card, uh, please go and get. If you don't, if you have not voted before, get ready to vote so that when nature and God bestows us on us an opportunity to take our destiny in our own hands, you we use, your, use your card wisely mm. to put people who have the competency and the pedigree to giving us good governance. All right, Mr. Chizoba, now, how do we monitor uh, the money that has been freed up from, from this deregulation? How is it being used and the impact felt and all of that? How do we begin to keep our eyes on that? See, Nigerians are trying to keep on their eyes on everything. But every step you take, the government sees as going against them. You might not know the number of Nigerians that are in various cells and jails, all because they want to follow things from the local government, from the state, and then and the national. The fact remains that there is high level of misrule. All attention, all focus must be uh, on that so that Nigerians can have respite and then do what they are supposed to do. On the aspect of the civil servant, they are also great culprits of what the government is doing. This is a group of people who are not up to 10% uh, of the Nigerian population. Anytime the government pays them, they say Nigeria is good. Mm. They are the same people when the private sector comes to the office to push a file. They want you to pay to move their file. They are the same thing that any little thing that is given to you, they tell you they will share it with you. Anytime there is anything that touches them, they want to blow off the roof. As we are calling on the leadership, we are also calling on the Nigerian civil servants. They must realize that their own wickedness against Nigerians is as the same as the leaders. All right, our time is already up. I was going to ask you about Umahi and uh, his call uh, telling the PDP that he, you are unfair to the Southeast. What is your take on that in 30 seconds? Well, very quickly, I think uh, uh, this is a manifestation of um, uh, schemes for 2023. Mm. And then the politicians 
trust them to your own peril. All right. All so is, is David Uma, he's speaking for the Southeast it, or for himself? It's all about himself. We just right. warming we up either right for president or for vice morning. president. This yes. is what we have for you in the offing <laughs> on the program. Let's talk. We hope that you have been educated, informed, and entertained this morning. Shortly now, news top of the hour will reach you. And after that, the midday show with Ogidibo. Keep your dials locked right here. It's a wonderful Monday morning. Do not forget that we have a pandemic. Stay safe. I'm yours truly, Zoe Machunga.